Nicole was your typical hopeless romantic, moonlighting as a fanfiction writer. Claudia was a hard-headed activist with a YouTube channel and the mysterious past. When Nicole hit a deep funk in her writing, Claudia suggests one of her hidden passions, romance novels. Now the two have fallen into a world of endless handsome hunks, doe-eyed damsels, and lascivious lovers. It is now their sacred duty to rank these novels on three criteria. Their steaminess. I had to fan myself off. Their dreaminess. She's not missing anything without him, but he makes her life better. And their meaniness. Cal wouldn't be in some small town pie eating contest. That's not why he left me. <laughs> Join our heroines every other week as they overcome unhealthy relationship archetypes, thesaurus abusing authors, and anatomical inaccuracies to prove that love can conquer all on the Three Little Words Podcast, only on the Moonshot Network. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. I'm Martin. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I fail to solve an ARG, and Martin tells me what I should have done instead. And this week, we are once again joined by Jeff Sturmer. Hello! I'm happy to be here. I am excited to be here. I am overjoyed to be here. Welcome back to the Road to Flavortown. How 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 you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I had a hamburger for lunch today, so I'm feeling the Flavortown spirit is within me. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> I was going to ask in the spirit of this ARG what everyone had for lunch today, so I'm glad we've all jumped on that train already. <laughs> I I reheated some good uh, Detroit-style pizza, so Ooh. I got that good deep dish, but not deep dish. It's I feel like the deep the 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 deepest dish that I can I can I can manage is a good Detroit style. Yeah, it's need mostly a loaf of bread, and then you stick some pepperoni on top of it. It's really a win-win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marn, what'd you I, eat? Uh, I had a fried egg sandwich with some shredded cheese on top that my wife made because we were out of the house and we were like, maybe we'll get lunch out. And then as we were driving around, because we were doing other errands, we were like, I don't really want to get takeout for lunch. Let's just go home and see what we have in the pantry. <laughs> <laughs> a classic, a, a classic, a classic move. Exactly. Uh, a classic fried egg sandwich pantry lunch. <laughs> hell Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, going on with asking each other questions, I do have a couple more questions before we get back into talking about uh, Guy Fieri's Flavor Town arg. Uh, uh-huh. First one comes in, you know, I'll jump to this one. Uh, this town is full of monsters, exclamation point, sends, what is your favorite unhealthy food that's really, really good, but you can't eat more than once a month? Do y'all have a, like a good, like a unhealthy treat that you're just like... If I eat this more than once, I just start feeling bad about myself. I mean, yeah, Taco Bell exists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, for me, this one is Detroit style pizza. Like you get that eight crust and the fried sides and the deepest dish all yeah. soaked through with grease. I can do it about once a month. Otherwise, you start. You I just start, start feeling bad. Yeah, I. I as I I got I mean I'm doubling down and going with the the answer that I threw out like like Taco Bell is delicious and lovely and I enjoy a lot of things on their menu 
and I have to consciously limit myself to a few times a year because uh, I know that it's going to come with two to three days of who that was a decision that I made. <laughs> <laughs> I have only had Taco Bell once in my entire life. What? I'm shocked. Yeah. This is. Uh, you know what? Sorry to the Flavor Town <laughs> ARG. We have more important things to discuss. Yeah, uh, Jeff, you you got your keys? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we'll meet in Baltimore. All right. Hey, everybody, stay tuned for the Argonauts live show live from a Taco Bell in Baltimore. <laughs> Extra Life um, 2023 is just going to be us taking Martin to a Taco Bell. <laughs> Specifically, the only reason I've had it, too, is because my friends knew that I had never had Taco Bell before, and we were, like, getting takeout or whatever for dinner, and they were like, let's get Taco Bell, Mart's never had it. So that the- is the, that's the ultimate, hey, come smell this move. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the worst thing you could have told us, because now, now not only do we feel like we have to do it, now we're continuing a streak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> Martin has never gone to a Taco Bell of her own volition. Every taco I've ever eaten has been against my will. Um, <laughs> my so my actual answer for this my my answer for this is twofold. Um, my answer of I only eat it like once or twice a year is funnel cake, which I'm thinking about because mm. I'm going to the state fair tomorrow. I do and I'm a little buy funnel cake. Funnel cake. <laughs> funnel cake or elephant ears? Which is better? Funnel cake, absolutely. Jeffrey, I'm, I, I gotta <laughs> remind myself if I've ever had elephant ears, but I mean, I, I'm gonna go funnel cake. I 100% agree. Thank you. This is a debate that tore my uh, the office apart at the last what? job that I had. So oh, it's I like just a, felt like it's I like a it's like a fried it. pan. Yeah, it's gotta be funnel cake. Yeah, 100%. Good. Three yeah. for three. All smart people here. Uh, yeah. Um. My my other answer of like. Thing that I haven't had since college, but I ate very frequently in college is uh we had um my friend group would go to dining hall breakfast every Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like an event in our friend group. It was like, oh yeah, we're all gonna get up early and go to Saturday breakfast in Stimson. Um <laughs> and it would make us all like really sick every time i feel like i've talked about this on this podcast before like we would all go we would all get up at like 10 a.m go to breakfast together eat like disgusting dining hall breakfast and then we would write into our plans for the day like an hour where we could all just go like lie down <laughs> before we did anything <laughs> Dude, else some, that sometimes day. sometimes you need that hour sometimes you need that hour uh-huh we yeah we would do that every we had our dining hall we always called it hangover meal despite the fact that like in college my friends and i didn't really drink like we weren't like going out and partying and needing the hangover meal we just like acknowledged the situation of everyone around us and i just got yeah. a big waffle every week that was the best god i love i love diy waffles i'm not even gonna lie get get just uh just like shoveling some 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 waffle batter out of a big tub into yeah. a, into a little mm-hmm. briar and yep. then you know what i used to do in college that uh i think about now and i think about it now and i have to sit down and stare in uh-huh. the middle space uh diy waffles a la mode from the dining hall Ooh. Ooh. yeah i never the, considered that get to get hit the hit the soft serve machine you make you make the waffle you go straight to the soft serve machine you blast some chocolate ice you blast some some chocolate vanilla swirl onto that onto that waffle 
Damn. I'm I'm going to choose and believe that the ice cream machine was not active during breakfast hours at my dining hall. Otherwise, I'm the biggest fool on the planet for never doing that. Wait, you could, I mean, did, there's nothing stopping you from doing this now. Did y'all have ice cream machines in your dining hall? We had a freezer where you could scoop your own. We had a soft serve machine. I think we did. Fascinating. I think we did. It wasn't good, but it existed. Yeah, it wasn't good by any stretch. Yeah. I would like, which is wild because soft serve doesn't feel like a thing that you should be able to make bad. Yeah. No, that's that's fascinating to me because in my college dining hall, they had like one of those ice cream shop freezers that had like eight flavors in it and you could just scoop your own. And that was definitely open during breakfast because sometimes cool. my friends would grab an ice cream cone to take with them out of the dining hall as we were leaving breakfast. <laughs> Power move. Power move. I know. God. All right. Well, now that we're all sufficiently hungry what do you say we talk about <laughs> flavor town for a couple now, hours now let's embark now let's embark onto the journey of flavor town this We've- is this is <laughs> this is getting me so hyped to go to the state fair and eat disgusting fair food tomorrow <laughs> i love street meat it's my favorite genre of food i really really um, do is the thing mm-hmm. yeah oh, i'm gonna eat a fried burger cookie i'm gonna have a ten dollar lemonade <laughs> My wife, speaking of uh, stuff that they hate, and I don't know why I said that so definitively, <laughs> uh, but my wife loves uh, uh, donut hamburgers. Oh, interesting. I've it's, never tried one, but I, I would in a heartbeat. I, yeah. I can't. I, I, I like bad food. It is my limit. I cannot, I cannot fathom making a hamburger where you use a donut as the crust, as the, as the crust, as the, the buns. I can't do it to myself. I, I feel like I get it in concept and like, I would probably try it, but I also think that it would probably kill me. (laughs) 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 Just as a concept, it feels sinister. (laughs) A hundred percent agree. I used to watch fucking uh, Carnival Eats, which is like diners, drive-ins, dives, but they go just to like different state fairs and like carnivals around the United States and try food there. Dream job. It's such a good show. Highly recommend. Uh, Hell yeah. All right. Well, now that we got our recommendations for the week out of the way, (laughs) what do you say we saddle up our noble steed, sauce the donkey, and continue on that trek to Flavortown? Let's yeah, do let's it. do it. Hell yeah. Marn, now that we've done that, what happens? So, yes. Yeah, so they they saddled up Sauce. They rode Sauce to Alita Venda, which was the next city in their city hunt. Um, and we we now pick up on February 17th. Um, at midnight, there was a new post on the Fury Frames blog with the caption, Are we interconnected? I can hear your silence. At the end of the world, who will I see? You or me? Which one of us lives in invisible cities? Um, and the red text said, Connect the cities. There was also hmm. a new message on the voicemail number uh, that had some like weird noises in it. I think this audio link should still work. 
maybe not. Um, and But uh, aside from the weird noises, it said, Hello, can you hear me across the divide? The divide, the divide, the divide. Connect the cities on the map. You have everything you need to move forward. Yes, even the password, Godspeed Traveler. And the players found that if they followed the chronological order in which they had gotten the cities and connected them all on the map, they got a shape. Um that had a very sharp point at one end. Um, and the running theory was that it pointed towards one of the other cities. Um, okay. And they thought that it was a city uh, whose name they thought was um, Inheim, but they couldn't for sure read it because it was on like one of the very edges of the map that was like a little blacked out. Mm. Uh, the also the the other theory was that it encircled whatever city they were supposed to be looking for next, um, and there were two cities within like the boundaries of the shape they had drawn, but they couldn't figure out like for sure what the answer was, and they also didn't really know what to do with it once they had it. So on the eighteenth, there was a new Fairy Frames post with the caption. Where is the world? What is the world? It is so close you can almost taste it. Knowledge is what you seek. There is a great change taking place. You will soon know the long-kept secrets of this land. And the red text said, you know the secrets. Um, This is also the second time that the phrase, where is the world, appeared. Uh, It originally appeared way back in one of the very first, like, suspicious posts on Fiery Frames. Um, I, I love that this game has a map that it has given us. But it also treats the geography of this world like uh, like Route Zero in Kentucky Route Zero, where it's like, oh, if you want to actually get somewhere, you have to like go around in a circle, then make a left, then make a right. It's not about following the map. It's about like, once you get to this place, you can go back and then go forward. And once you've done that, then you can show up at the gas station. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that this map exists, but it's not a functional map and we are trying to navigate that as the game gets played out. Yeah. It's very fun. You have to like spiritually find that place. Exactly. Yeah. We're metaphorically finding flavor town. It exists uh-huh. in our heart, not on the map. Uh huh. <laughs> it is. You're right. It is very Kentucky route zero of them. <laughs> um, the midnight caller phone message also changed to, Uh, Here is the fire. Here is the call. The silent wind rises. We navigate the darkness. We sidestep bones of cormorants. We learn so we can move onward. We forget because we move onward. Amnesia in our lullaby. Do not forget behind all things are reason. Who are we? Where are we now? How did we get here? What did we learn? Hmm. Um, And one of the... um, one of the players broke this down sort of uh, in like question by question and like sentence by sentence um, saying that um, like all of like a lot of the stuff mentioned in here is like references to other stuff like we've seen throughout this this ARG like here is the call is obviously a reference to like the the phone number and the calls that we've been getting on the on the answering machine um and the the questions who are we where are we now how did we get here what did we learn were basically like 
who are the other travelers, like who exists in this zone, who is the intruder, like who are the players, where are we now, it's like where are the travelers, where are like the three that we know of, um, how did we get here, how did we get to the zone, how did they get to Flavortown? <laughs> um, and the speculation was what did we learn was kind of pushing them to go back over all of the information they'd already received to, like, try and answer uh, these questions. And, like, we forget because we moved onward was kind of a nudge towards, like, we, like, the players forgot something that they learned very early into the ARG because they had moved forward and gotten a bunch of different information. (laughs) I like this very detailed breakdown of what is essentially just we should answer the questions asked in this voicemail. <laughs> yeah, like we forgot something and we need to backtrack, basically. <laughs> I appreciate that they did. I appreciate all the work that went into the developers saying, hey, you forgot something. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I always love it when a. Uh, when arg when like arg game masters have to do that but like still make it work kind of within like the language of their arg basically yeah i i often i work in quality assurance for a tech company and i often explain that a good part of my job is less making sure that when things go right they work correctly and more making sure that when things go wrong they fail correctly too uh-huh. And then it like displays the correct error messages and like doesn't delete our database, right? Like that's that's where ninety percent of my job is making sure that things fail gracefully. Mm-hmm. I think that the same holds true for arg design, where there's a good chunk of your arg design has to be in how do I tell players that they fucked up gracefully and without just being like, "Hey, you fucked up." Hey, you fucked up. Go solve my puzzle again. Like. How do you in character say, ah, my character or my puzzle has not quite been solved, travelers. Now you're lost in the mists on the map. Like there's a lot of (laughs) character that has to go into failing correctly. Otherwise, you're just eventually tweeting, it's Octal. The answer to the puzzle is Octal. (laughs) Metaphorically, I don't know who would do that. I don't I I don't know whose players wouldn't recognize Octo when it was right in front of them. Especially after someone tweeted it multiple times. Who could say? <laughs> um the the players also went back through a bunch of the Fieri Frames posts and found all of the ones that had like weird overlays on people's faces that weren't just like the usual blacked out faces. Um, and they were like, oh, maybe these symbolize, like, the different people in the zone. Because, like, uh, a couple of them were from, like, art pieces by Remedios Varro and Leonora Carrington and uh, Caddy Horna. Uh, there was one that had, like, weird hyena faces in it. And then there was obviously um, Eminem, Dr. Phil in that one post. And then two of them had people's faces covered by, like, badly drawn Guy Fieri faces also. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This doc also says, What is known from everything gathered over the past two posts is that we know the next step, but have forgotten it. We need to find what this is. (laughs) God. (laughs) So the next day on the 18th, or the 19th, they got no new posts at all. 
Uh, but we're like, all right, clearly, like, they're obviously waiting for us to, like, solve whatever puzzle is in front of us. But, like, we are still very stuck and we don't feel like we can go forward. <laughs> um, this day has lot- this day has Dracula Daily energy where there's, like, a block of days in between the uh-huh. things and you're just like, all right, well, <laughs> guess we're taking a break. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I guess everybody's like traveling to a different country today. <laughs> it takes a long time for a donkey to walk. Okay, Sauce is doing his best. Cut him some. Cut him some slack. Um, and then on the twentieth, uh, there was no new fairy frames post, but am I the dreamer's front page updated with new Voynich text that said, "Follow him into the castle," uh, and it had a link. That redirected to a download link on the at in Arcadia Ego site where they had put sauce. Um, and it was a file for it was a super Famicom game file that they had to play in an emulator. Hell yeah. I think you could still download it. Oh, I know what I'm doing instead of paying attention this episode. (laughs) Y'all record without me. I'm playing the Famicom. (laughs) Welcome welcome to a live Let's Play episode of uh, Argonauts as all three of us silently play a Super Famicom game for a while. <laughs> Get ready for 45 minutes and just, nope, get. Mm, all right. <laughs> um, and I believe it was Legend of Zelda. Like, I, I don't know if it was original Legend of Zelda or Link to the Past. This doesn't actually say. Um Okay. But uh, one of the one of the players, King for a Day on Tumblr, got it uh, got it up in an emulator, played through the first castle level, um, and then realized that the dialogue after that level had changed. That's um, very cool. Yeah, like someone had gone in and, and changed the dialogue. Uh, so the original line of dialogue from Link's uncle said, uh, I'm going out for a while. I'll be back by morning. Don't leave the house. Uh, but it, don't leave the house had been changed to stay in bed. There are hyenas. Hmm. This would have okay. been uh, just a, just a breaking out one of the few tiny pieces of uh, video game lore that I got. This is uh, this means that the game is linked to the past, I think. Okay, well, there you go. Because uh, that's the one that opens with your uncle wandering off to his death. <laughs> and, and hyena town. Yeah, that's when his, you, you you go and you follow your uncle and he gets mauled by hyenas. By hyenas, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, when Link finds his uncle dying later, uh, the dialogue had been changed to, We are like the dreamer who dreams. The blue pin, Thursday the 18th. Rethink your assumptions, take the sword, but remember the pen is mightier. Okay. Um, and if you, there's a link in here if you want to look at the, uh, at the screen caps of the game. I like yeah. that this person named their player character Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is, uh, this is, uh, our, our grunners telling us that we should just be, uh, checking out books. Pens are yeah. lighter than swords. Put down video games, go read a book. And now I have to tell you the funniest fucking development in this entire game. I'm ready. <laughs> Jeff, hold my hand. Are we ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. The players, for the first time, thought to check flavortown.tumblr.com. <laughs> and they oh, found oh. that it was... 
nobody ever said, I wonder if we can just go to Flavortown? Correct. Can we just find Flavortown.com? I love ARGs. I love ARG players. I am one of you. God, ARG players can be so dumb. It had been over a month at this point, I think. <laughs> we were chasing these running. threads for so long. We, we sacrificed a donkey. <laughs> it's going to get to the end and you're going to be like, it's going to be like, all right, you got sauce the donkey. We're, we're gonna, we've got a special stable made for the donkey. What? What? <laughs> No, you did what? Someone, oh, s- someone at Tumblr headquarters was like, "Please let me tweet. Just go to t- flavortown.com. <laughs> Please just let me tweet it. It's Octal. Please let me tweet." <laughs> so, like, I guess the only thing that I can guess is that the assumption was that like someone had like. Everyone assumed that somebody else had done it. Yeah, or like someone, or like they all assumed that someone had checked and been like, oh, this is like an unrelated, like a completely unrelated blog of someone who just like happens to have the URL Flavortown. Mm -hmm. And they just all kept assuming that until someone checked. God. I love ARGs. Me too. So they they didn't have actually any way to uh, to confirm that it was ARG related because it was password protected. And that was the thing that led them originally to believe that it was ARG related because they were like, oh, we need a password to get into this blog. So this is probably this is probably something that we've what? been meant to solve this whole time. Right. Oh, sorry, I. I heard you backwards. I thought you meant that they had gone there and said, oh, this blog is password protected. Probably not part of the ARG. <laughs> okay. This this feels like the equivalent of in a role-playing game when all the players are standing around trying to talk about how they're going to unlock the door ahead of them, but nobody checked to see if the door was unlocked. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so they now had this password-protected Flavortown blog, they had plenty of clues pointing them towards the fact that they had, like, the, whatever the key to open it was. Um, and so they just st- started trying every password they could think of. There's a link uh, with a, a, a full spreadsheet of attempted passwords. It's that, uh, that Ron Swanson <laughs> gif where he's just like, I'm going to type every word I know. Yeah, they they really did that. They tried uh, Destiel as a password. <laughs> <laughs> they tried all one word Tumblr sexy man sans Undertale. <laughs> I see that they've tried ARG as a password. <laughs> they tried Tumblr.com slash jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, someone typed in the entire B-movie script and tried that as a password. Perfect, perfect. So, they they did solve this right away, obviously. Uh, and the next day, there was no new Fieri Frames post, but multiple uh, new, like, Voynich manuscript things happened overnight on Am I the Dreamer. Um, the symbol changed to uh, the Voynich equivalent of um, a 
character. Is that the A? Is that the like A symbol, like Aether? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the yeah, A, yeah, the yeah, A, yeah. the A E. Yes, the A E. Um, Which I'm sure has a name that if you are this deep into the Flavortown ARG, you're probably yelling at your computer right now, screaming that we're just calling it the AE. Yeah, that's what I was trying to look up. I was like, does this symbol actually have a name? I can't find it. It's the, it's the, it's, you know what it is. If you saw it, you would know what it is. And it it was a link that uh, directed to Tumblr user Significant Foliage's post from a couple days earlier, where she had posted a picture of a corkboard containing like stuff from the ARG that that was laid out. Um, and on the corkboard, they found a blue pin referring back to uh, their clue from the Zelda game that said the blue pin Thursday the eighteenth. That had a clue that said, between Wobble and Knot, between Inkhorns and Loaves, that they'd gotten much earlier. Um, and that was their Eyes and Arrows clue that they'd gotten way back at the beginning that they hadn't really done anything with. Okay. Um, and so they checked the map circle they had, and they checked the eye of the arrow on that map. Um, like the big pointy arrow, and they found that there was a city called Lyrinium that was inside the eye of the arrow. Mm, okay. Uh, they also found the original post for the wobble and knot clue and found that the tag the librarian had been added to it. Okay. Um, Am I the Dreamer then updated with uh, Voynich that said the eye of the arrow... Um, and players found another blog, uh, which was lorinium.tumblr.com, that was also password protected, to which they then also proceeded to try every password they tried for Flavortown, <laughs> <laughs> including a bunch of other ones. Um, and they got a message from the librarian on Discord that said, there was a dismissed idea somewhere in the 8 million messages I just read that might be worth another look. <laughs> 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 um, and then while they were debating, someone posted, assuming that the librarian read all of the chats when she sent this, we have an 11-hour search radius of messages. I'm hoping the aforementioned dismissed idea was a general chat, otherwise I'm gonna puke. <laughs> 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 uh, and the, the librarian said, it's in this channel, also I love reacts. So they were like, okay, we just have to, like, find a post in this channel that the librarian reacted on. Um, and then she said a little bit later, I think it was Cyan's idea, referring to one of the users in the chat. And they found um, a post from this user that said, I doubt it has spaces or capitalization or alternate characters. And I say it because that would double, triple, or quadruple the potential correct passwords, uh, which the librarian had reacted to in an eyes emoji. Um, and she'd also reacted to a couple other posts of the Discord that said, like, we need to remember that this is something we already know, we're probably focused in the generally right direction, but maybe we have to look a little bit to the left, what aren't we considering? Um, and just people basically being like, yeah, we have to be missing something specific. (laughs) 
Um, am I the dreamer that updated their blog to have another full scene from Twin Peaks? <laughs> Just a full <laughs> unedited four minute scene from Twin Peaks. <laughs> I think it's from Firewalk with me, actually. Okay. <laughs> Just clicking on it. Twin Peaks is one of those things that I I need to get into. I I really this? liked I loved the first season. I watched a good chunk of the second. Yeah, this is from Firewalk with me. David Bowie just yeah. showed up. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um I liked the first season a lot. I never finished the second season and I actually and I think we stopped like two episodes before the finale, which is right when David Lynch comes back to it, so we should finish it and watch the return at some point. But <laughs> I mean, it's good. Like I think that yeah. I it's 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 got a great energy. I feel like it's uh like you can feel the influence of it and stuff that came after like watching mm-hmm. it you're like oh this is where this is where all of these things got this stuff from and you mm-hmm. can see how it had an immediate impact and also some of it not great but you got to appreciate that they're throwing ideas in there it 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 feels like the kind of show that I should have seen by now you know yeah 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 that's yeah. kind of how I felt when that's kind of how I felt which is what pushed me to finally sit down and watch most of it <laughs> I haven't. I still haven't watched all of the return. I watched like the first two episodes as they came out, and I was like, I kind of want to wait for like the rest of this to finish coming out, so I can watch a lot of it back to back and like retain it all. Mm-hmm. And then I just never did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get around to it. Um. So then on the twenty second, there was a new uh, Fury Frames post that said. These worlds shift, like a long day's journey into night, calamities big and small, a shadow biding its time, waiting for the dreamer to dream. And the red text said, shift into a dream. Hmm. Um, (laughs) And then the librarian started trying to drop hints of the server, which people didn't understand. Um, And they found a Fieri Frames post that had the caption, this video is edited. (laughs) <laughs> that was then deleted after they uh, were made aware of it. Um, and then there was a second post that they found that said, there is a clue in the video that you just received. Uh, here we, th- now they're tweeting it's Octal. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and once they found that, obviously that post was also deleted. And so people started like trying to like play the the fire walk with me video like forward and back and like frame by frame trying to like examine if like stuff had been added to it (laughs) uh (laughs) and they finally found uh that the password was onero i think is how it's pronounced uh, which is, I think, one of the names of the spirits in the Black Lodge in Twin Peaks. Um, okay. And they had put that in the as a password attempt, but they hadn't tried it capitalized. God. <laughs> oh my god. This is and enough so they- to turn anyone into the Joker. <laughs> I know. It's... <laughs> the- Tumblr staff really snapped here, I feel like. <laughs> I, I, love, I love that they literally 
literally just posted one that said, there is a clue in the video that you just received. Yo, we didn't just post a four-minute clip of Twin Peaks because we want you to watch the under the underappreciated sequel film yeah. to the TV show Twin Peaks. This wasn't just a media recommendation. <laughs> Hey, y'all, I know that we've had a lot of laughs around here. I just wanted to let you know, we do things for, on purpose. Uh, th- there's a reason when I post things. Hey, you know what? You know, look, I know we've had some fun here. We've had some fun. We've done some puzzles. We've had some laughs. I just wanted to let you all know that, like, this movie's pretty cool. You should check it out. All right. Anyway, back to the back to the <laughs> ARG. Oh, man. Um... <laughs> So they 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 were able to enter Lorinium, uh, this page, and there were a couple things on this page. It had a uh, Flavortown heraldry as the header, which had been designed by one of the players. Cool. Uh, it has like flames and birds on it. It's very cool. It's a cool design. Um, there was a message written in Voynich text. Uh, there was an image that was a stylized version of the moon tarot card. Uh, and in the background was a piece of the map that they'd been putting together. And the Voynich text said, Welcome to the city of Lyrinium. You have done well to be able to witness it in its ultimate form. To create a safe passage onward, complete the image below and message it to the right person at the right time. Okay. Hmm. Uh, and they found that they had to, um, the, the moon tarot card image was a puzzle. Um, it had like blanks with numbers next to it, uh, next to like different parts of the circle. And they found that they had to fill that out with, uh, each of the cities that they'd traveled through. In order, and then the middle one would be Lorinium, which they were currently at. Okay. Um, and the the website got updated after it was found. Uh, the Voynich basically didn't change, except it said uh, Godspeed at the end. But they also found that the map image had been removed from the background. Um, and then on the twenty third. Uh, they finished filling out the Ouroboros puzzle, and they sent it to Am I the Dreamer, uh, who they assumed they were su- was the right person that they were supposed to send it to. Um, and Am I the Dreamer said, Granted, welcome, traveler. You have traveled far through time and space and dimensions to be here. Not many have stood where you stand. The zone is not merciful. It punishes without hesitation. Yet here you are. I have just one question for you. You have arrived. You can answer freely. How would you like your name to appear in the records? Choose wisely and choose for yourself as it will stand for the rest of time. Hmm. Um, the, the players had to collectively agree that this wasn't a clue. <laughs> or like, <laughs> that like there was no correct response. Um, so this this player whose uh, Tumblr username was Pretty Okay Ray sent in their username, uh, and Am I the Dreamer said, "Very well, pleased to meet you, Pretty Okay Ray. You have opened the gate, so your travel companions no longer need a key. Please tell them to send me their answers to the above question. The gate will close midnight tomorrow." Okay. Um, and and people just assumed that that was like the cutoff time to send in their names to be 
in like the the game credits or whatever. Sure. Uh, and the midnight caller uh, message changed again to say, "How long have I been standing at the quietest place in the uni- in the universe, sending invitations to hyenas by breaking the silence, beckoning unspeakable dangers in the service of this journey? And if I left off dreaming, where do you suppose we'd be?" I feel a shift in the world, like moving my eyes towards the center of a flame from which I rise. In my bones, I can feel it. A certain hum. The gate is opening. I see a reflection. The great time is passing. The zone is speaking. What it means for me, I do not know. What it means for them, I... And that it was cut off. Hmm. Um, hmm. And the next day at midnight on the on February 24th, uh, there's a new Fieri Frames post and the caption said, I hear a gate closing in the distance. I see the moon and 31 stars in the sky. We are connected by threads of darkness and threads of light. Tomorrow, we hold the world and begin again. Tonight, we sail into a dream. And Am I the Dreamer changed uh, their front page to Voynich writing that said, I will see you in the light. And the Midnight Caller phone message changed to be music from Firewalk with me. Hmm. Okay. To which the the players agreed that they were being given the day off, basically. <laughs> so much staff's like, hey, we got a company all hands. Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Management has been asking us for why all of our why all of our timesheets include approximately 15 hours a week for some project called ARG. They don't quite understand <laughs> it, so we have to have a meeting with management to explain it. Y'all take the day off, and if anybody asks, none of this happened. <laughs> um and so there was no new red text post the next day but fury frames uploaded a gift set of twin peaks with guy fury's phrase face overlaid onto all of the gifts incredible (laughs) it's really kind of upsetting to look at it's deeply upsetting to look at um, and it says, we are like the dreamer, but who dreams and then lives inside the dream? Or we are like the dreamer who dreams and then lives inside the dream. But who is the dreamer? I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed by these gifts. I was truly expecting like deep faked Guy Fieri Twin <laughs> Peaks. <laughs> that would be awesome. They should have done that. This is still spooky, but like I was expecting grosser. <laughs> yeah, no, understandable. Um, and there was a new Midnight Caller message that was just audio from that same Twin Peaks scene mm. uh, that had been posted as a gift set. Um, and a few members from the uh, the ARG server were sent invites to a Tumblr group. Uh, so Tumblr tried to do this thing for a while where they had... I think they shut it down. I don't think it exists anymore. Where they had like groups. Because they have a little messenger where you can like message other users on the site and they tried to implement group messages. Um, but you, so like some were invite only and some would just like show up when you search certain topics and you could like join them. Um, so some ARG players got invited to a group called Midnight Caller, uh, which already had four posts on it that were all written in Voynich text. Um, and the the whole server like a, a lot of these were very long uh, and so the whole server kind of worked together to translate them uh they also the the latter two had some uh 
had like reposts of different posts from Fieri frames. Uh, one said, we find solace in the stars made by the divine intruder. We put them in our pockets. Um, and one said, our ancestors or their shadows, these roads or our copies. Uh, all of the Voidage text, uh, the first one said, it's very long. Get ready. <laughs> My friends, I am leaving you this letter where I hope it will find you. You might not know it, but you are now standing where our journey began. Welcome to the Divide. I wish our time and space overlapped, but I am long since gone. I am at the threshold. Thanks to you. I could not have found my way here without you, without the map you marked for me. We have come so far together. I am forever grateful to you and your companions. I followed a map I did not comprehend, and I did not regret it. How many worlds have I known? How many heavens? How many hells? How many invisible cities made visible by mere observation? Agartha, Atlantis, East, Tan Tanis, Arcadia. Iterations of the same land, separated by time, space, and dimension. Reincarnations of the same divine soil. These places, like flashes of light, bright and gone in an instant. This was their design, but in dreams they were seen, moored. Buildings were crafted, monuments created, labyrinths designed, myths written, history made, people born. In dreams they came to life. These places, do we create them in our minds, or are we simply remembering them? How is it possible for our own dreams to surprise us? The illusion of introspection tells us how little we know. What inspires the images our minds paint? The events of the day are of our entire lifetime of experiences. Lifetimes? Sometimes we cannot escape those tall walls that surround our dream village. Sometimes we tear them down and find the dreamer standing on the other side. The moments when existence and non-existence coalesce. Remedios, Leonora, and I... We all saw the bright flashes of light over and over through time. We did not believe the world of dreams and fantasies were an escape from the world. It was the world. We saw it as a path to the self, the truest self. Through dreams, what was hidden could be revealed. Through dreams, we could feel what it was like to exist in the Arcanian landscape of our ancestors. Through our work, we transported our inner world, the subconscious mind, to the outer, to know what we were looking for, to find our way back. We dreamt of cormorants. We became cormorants. We dreamed their iridescent and magical black feathers. These birds that could enter other dimensions become part of them, yet remain separate. Like standing outside a dream and looking in. Capable of exploring all realms of existence. Carriers of messages and warnings from the dead. Warnings from those in the unknown lands. They were our vehicles. We created the breach through the circular mirror. I do not remember when or which versions of us or into which utopia. I do remember that for an instant I met my double, Onero. Passing through the breach was only the beginning. Like a dream is only a single breath away from nightmares, so is heaven to hell. Evil twists itself like vines. It twisted itself around us and did not let go. We nearly learned to navigate the Arcadian Divide, my companions and I. My dearest Remedios and Leonora, my darling Guy, Debord and Fieri, quantumly entangled. We made mistakes. We did not see the darkness even when the moon disappeared. We did not look behind us even when we heard the howl of the hyenas. We did not feel unsafe even when the walls disappeared and the cities became invisible, leaving us exposed. In the zone, the long way is safer. Never move in a straight line. We found out too late. We failed in Arcadia, or Arcadia failed us. There was an intruder. Death. Death who tied my companions. Death who lurked in the shadows. Death who I battled and nearly lost. 
I see my friends in my dreams, but I can no longer hold back the visions, their faces in the darkness amidst glowing eyes. The veil. I see them frozen in time as shepherds. Have they escaped like I did? Are they alive like I am? Do we separately cover distance towards the same destination? I am no longer sure of anything. I saw bones of cormorants, but I did not want to believe it. I still do not believe it was theirs. Oh, may it not be theirs. I'm not sure why, but I was given the chance to navigate the divide again in Flavortown. Arcadia reborn. Things have changed. Evil has evolved. I suffered the furies of hyenas and jackrabbits for what felt like an eternity. Perhaps it was an eternity, hounded by what they were and what they meant. I do not want to relive it. I was lost in the divide. Then I saw the herons assigned to slow down, to find the answers within myself, to plan, to move carefully, to take precise steps, to thread the needle, to seek help, to take the long way. I looked within and saw you, my dear friends, reading this letter, and you saw me. We moved forward together. I was shepherded, guided through this maze, just as I guided you. Untethered by time, my entire journey existed at once. I needed to control it. We needed to control it. I saw my path forming in the landscape in front of me, like lines on a map. And you saw my footsteps in the red sand. You, the people in my dreams, my adjacent travelers, my friends. I know who you are because I created you. I dreamt you and made you come to life. Like a whisper whose echo grows louder, I can feel you so strongly now. You led to my destination, and I led you here. I am the dreamer who dreams to escape a nightmare. So you are now exactly where I started. Though I am glad to have followed this far, your journey will be over. I am opening your door in, just as you are showing me the way out. From here, you will have to carry on without me. I could not have any more confidence in you, in your heart and your abilities. You are manifestations of my mind, still as real as the night. My time is near. I have arrived at the circular ruins. I will carry my bones over the threshold. I will carry my dreams over the threshold. Which one will it be? I heeded its call. Only the fire knows. I do not know what awaits me on the other side of the flames. I hope Remedios and Leonora are there. And one day, I hope I will see you all here as well. I hope you are able to dream and create guardians of your own to lead you home. I will be waiting for you. At In Flavortown Ego, I am here, I am here, I am here. Yours, Katie. Sorry, my internet's acting a little funky. Could you do that again? <laughs> Damn, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. It is, it's really wild to hear a very long, I, a very argy passage of text. I don't, I don't know how exactly how to describe it, but like, I can feel the influence of things like nonchalance on this uh-huh. ARG, you know? Um, yeah, you can feel it in the bones. Um, but like, it's weird hearing such a long bit of text in that same way, and then in the middle they reference Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dearest Remedios and Lenora, who I believe are the two surrealist paintings. Yes, yeah, painters, and then my darling mm-hmm. Guy, <laughs> Guy Fieri. Okay, hello. <laughs> <laughs> This is who it, cool. Who it needs to be reminded, it needs to be reemphasized, does not know that this is unfolding. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. Who, who is also, according to this, quantumly entangled with Guy Debord, the Marxist theorist. <laughs> <laughs> who also served in the Gulf War. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. So that was their big, like, lore wrap-up post. Yeah, that's wild 
they uh they had released uh they had released Katie from the zone and now they were now they were in the zone. They were travelers of the zone. Yes. Um and post two was uh out of Basically, like, out of character, it said, uh, Welcome to the Divide. The rest of the journey is yours to take exactly as you please. Some of you are admins, so add as many members as you wish. Know that I am a companion on your way, should you require it, to make this mysterious universe as pleasant as possible. If you need additional ways to communicate, access to the effects, posting in the ancient language font, the ability to encode messages, add alt text, etc., new features like the ability to preview posts before they are made, or assistance of any other kind, ideas, literature, not that I expect you will, please do not hesitate to contact the Dream Tiger, am I the dreamer, and they will be here for you. Be well, dream big, and most importantly, have fun. Godspeed, dreamers. Um, and the other post said, uh, one was a instruction on how to add an overlay, and one said, every midnight, the automated takes your oldest post, generates a message to the words, and then deletes it. So the players were now allowed to post their own Fieri frames cryptic messages. Giving that's great. It, giving your players access <laughs> to the official account as their like prize for playing in the ARG is wild. It's I think it's very fun because it's it, it like follows the plot. Like yeah. they are now trapped in the zone and like this is their way of communicating with the rest of the world. That's very cool. It rules. <laughs> it fucking rules. Um, so I have to note that this doc says, so what will probably be for the last time, end. And then it says, and it wasn't the last time. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those args where we considered covering it once, and then right after we said, we should look into this, it started back up, right? Yes, so uh, I don't believe this doc is, like, completely up to date, um, but, well, okay, before we get into the second arc, uh, I I will include, like, the official, like, wrap-up summary of kind of what the arc, the, what arc one was. Okay. Um, that says, uh, that is a plot summary by Pretty Okay Ray that says, for what we know... Katie and the others were in Arcadia some time ago, but failed at something and became lost or separated after trying to navigate the zone slash divide, which I've interpreted as a sort of world between worlds. Katie was somehow able to travel again, and at a certain point met her devil named Onero, who we know as the Dreamer. Katie was un unable to navigate the divide on her own, and so in her dreams saw us, the players, and attempted to reach out to us via the Fieri frames and Fieri fiction blogs, giving us clues and information to help us and her. The path we took beginning in Thalitium and, and ending at Lyrinium before being let into Flavortown by, I believe, Onero is the long way, which is apparently a safer way to travel through, to through the divide than simply going point A to point B, as the zone is fraught with dangers like hyenas and jackrabbits that Katie and her friends paid no attention to the first time. So we led Katie away from Flavortown, the newest iteration of Paradise, and she led us to it. Huh. All right. Cool. Yeah. This feels very much like someone at Tumblr got very deep into dispatches from elsewhere and was like, I could do this. I could make one of these. <laughs> it feels like that. And also that they watched a lot of like 
Diner Strivens and Dives at the same time that they were watching a lot of Twin Peaks. Yes. <laughs> well, cool. So did the... Yeah. Did the I, I'm looking at this uh, documentation here. There's a little bit for part two. Did part two end? Oh, part two is still going, I think. Okay, so we probably shouldn't start talking about part two quite yet until... That actually yes. finishes up. I will, I will tease and say part two started basically, uh, so it started this year uh, in March, and it was when the users who, reminder, still had access to posts on Fieri frames, and I believe still do, oh, okay. noticed that a GIF had been posted uh, with like the, the blocked out face and Voynich text on it. Um, with a tag of I Tego Arcania Day. Um, and upon further investigation, it was found that a bunch of posts had been made under that tag and they just hadn't been noticing them. <laughs> oh, so this, so the way that it starts off is the players all have access, but then they realize that like someone else is also making posts too. Uh huh. Cool, 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 cool. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. That, I think that's very fun. <laughs> Well, um, and they and they found out that all of these posts that they've been missing had a hidden tarot card inside of them, and that was kind of like how they were like, "Oh, okay, this is like official puzzle stuff. Like, this isn't just like someone fucking with us." <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Uh, Godspeed to everyone who is still playing the the updated game, and uh, we hope to cover that soon. Yeah, I heard in our Discord that they actually recently had an Ave Maria cipher puzzle. Hell yeah. Great. <laughs> I think Paddington put that in our in our Discord in like when we were talking about the most recent episode. They were like, Yeah, literally last night we just got we just got one. <laughs> <laughs> You're manifesting it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, cool. So yeah, that's that's arc one of the Flavortown saga. That was Hell great. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, well, this is the point where we go ahead and start to kind of rate the ARGs as we've heard it. So uh, I guess I'll start with you, Jeff. What do you think about the plot of this game? Um, I gotta say, I, I was I was delighted by it. It was uh, more in-depth than I was expecting for a Tumblr LARP about Guy Fieri and Flavor Town, and so I was very impressed. <laughs> You get that a lot with ARGs, where you're just like, oh, it's about Guy Fieri? Cool. And then uh, you get into it, and you're just like, what do you mean the shadows of the Corvids? And the, hold on, we're going, we're pulling you away from the light? What do you mean there are surrealist artists taking place in this? Like, why are, Why is this the direction this is going in? I, I <laughs> thought it was fun. I thought it took, I thought it took the, they, they, they ran with the ideas, and it's a... I feel like it came together in a coherent way, and I think that's not an easy thing to do when you're weaving ARGs and trying to give clues to players that say, hey, there's a clue in that last video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marn, how do you feel about this one? I, re I really love this ARG. I think it's just, like, insane and cool, and it's, like, kind of... It's very much like the kind of storytelling that you can only do in an ARG. Yeah. You need that kind of interaction. You need the kind of like interpretation that a group has to do together, uh -huh. which you really can 
only get out of ARGs. I don't feel like that's like a, a type of narrative building that happens in other mediums. Yeah, and especially with the like, it comes full circle, and like the players become trapped, like become trapped in the zone, and like they are the ones now communicating through the bot. Yeah, that is such a slick ending to an ARG. I've never uh-huh. seen anything like that happen, and that is so cool to do. Normally, you end an ARG and say, "And now all the twitters are deleted." Mm-hmm. Bye. And to, to end this one by saying, like, now you all have access to the bot and can continue to post cryptically is super cool. That is fun. Yeah, it, it fucking rules. Arcs don't usually stick landings. And this one really does in a way yeah. that really elevates it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. And uh, what do you think about the puzzles in this one? I'm going to jump to you first, Marn. It's not often that I get to pick who I ask about this. <laughs> Marn, what do you think about the puzzles here? I really like the puzzles here. I think I think they're very fun. I like it when an ARG has kind of like an established hub where like the players know to go for clues, but also they they get to do a bunch of like different types of puzzle. Like they had the crossword and the voicemail. Um I like that they made use of Voynich manuscript text as like their main cipher. I think that's very fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really cool. Jeff, how about you? I really liked the variety of puzzles. I thought it was neat going from cryptograms to the map solving and those all of those things were really really like fun and seeing the variety in that and seeing the pieces come together and how they were like uh linking back and forth. The touch that I really like was that we made the uh, we we joked about it, but the touch of being like hey, libraries are important, and then having uh-huh. it turn out that, like, oh, they were saying that because we're going to have to go and, like, look up books was, like, uh-huh. a really yeah. nice little touch. I appreciate That's the kind of thing that I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a... I appreciated that. I, 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 I wonder if perhaps sometimes they got a little too ambitious if you have to have somebody sitting in a Discord saying, hey, by the way, it's probably this. Um, I wonder mm-hmm. if that's perhaps too ambitious in your, in your, in your layering of puzzles, but I feel like that, that was a fun way to ensure that people were like actively working their way through it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think as someone that has run an ARG, it is really tough when you get players that are really close to a solution. Uh-huh. Um, like it turned out the Aneros thing being the password they had used it, but not capital O Oneros, which is the password, if I read the doc correctly. Yeah, they didn't capitalize the O. Yeah. And it is so hard to tell people, hey, you just need to capitalize the O in a way that is like, because if you try to get like two in character and broad with it, then you lose sight of the focus of just like, just do capital O. But if you just like go in and say directly that, you lose the magic of like, there are riddles and puzzles afoot. Cause like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at that point you're just like, Hey, you did the tech wrong and that's never where you want to be in trying to solve a mm-hmm. puzzle, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I also, I also really like that they kind of used their, their puzzles and, and this game to like get people into like surrealist art and, and stuff that like maybe they wouldn't have known about before. Mm-hmm. I like when an ARG <laughs> like, picks an aesthetic and sticks to it aesthetic probably isn't the right word but like 
where it says, hey, this is an arg that's going to be about surrealist artists. Mm-hmm. Or this is an arg that's going to be around, um, you know, I was about to say about uh, Tinder, which or Tender, which we covered a while ago. But that one was also about artists. Uh, but like, I like when you pick an art style and then you adjust things around that as your puzzles mm-hmm. and where you're moving with it. Yeah. It gives things a more unified flow and feel to it that you are still able to maintain while doing uh, you know, hey, these are video puzzles or these are, you know, this is just a password cracking. Um, but it lets you get a little bit more connected to it, even if your puzzles are all disparate, which I, I like a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. I love that. Well, hell yeah. And then, uh, you know, the last one is how replayable this one is. But I feel like that one's kind of a yes or no. This one's got an incredibly documented uh, Google Doc attached to it, which is really nice. Yes, thank you so much, uh, Paddington, for putting this together for us. And to all of the other players who like wrote write-ups that contributed to this. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read from from the top of this uh the document that we're working off of. Uh listed here as the contributors are Paddington, Pretty Okay Ray, I just wanna be a vampire, significant foliage, and poo boo mats. Uh, so shout out to everyone involved in, in documenting this. Uh, this is a great documented resource and it, there's always the, the selfishly, it means we can cover it. Uh, but unselfishly, it means that even though the game isn't still going on, it can still exist and continue to go on Well, and here's, uh, in a, in a way. And here's the thing that I really, really liked about this write-up in particular is like this write-up is, it, I, I, I took credit to the, the authors of this write-up of like, it. It has, it would be very easy to write the write-up of an ARG that was, like, very derogatory wiki-esque. Like, it would be very easy to write a Wikipedia summary of, like, the steps that were followed. And, like, we took it here, we took it here, we took it here. I appreciate that they left in jokes and, like, uh, like, uh, the energy. Like, we made that joke about, like, there was the one that was a day off, or there was the one that, like, did not have any clues. They left in a full, like, here's the day summary. We did not get anything new because we didn't figure out the clues from the previous day. We are lost. Please, staff, help us. Like, there's a very, it's very, it would be very easy to leave those things out and have it be, like, this is the puzzle and here is how it was solved. But by giving that sense of like, here's where we were at. Here's the jokes that we were making. Here's the funny side streets that we went down. It gives a sense as you're reading it, you're kind of, you're, you're not just uh, like finding out the facts of the puzzle. You're finding the experience of solving it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, you know, as I was saying before, selfishly, that lets us make a good episode of Argonauts about it when you have that flavor. Unselfishly, it is the kind of thing that makes me want to make Argonauts. Uh, and like, I wouldn't enjoy this show if it weren't for the fact that people capture the story of players solving a puzzle and not just the puzzle. Yeah. It's, and yeah, absolutely. It's the, it's the like the 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 experience is greater than the than the scripted solutions. Exactly, that makes it yes. hard to archive an ARG just because half of an ARG is being there, mm-hmm. probably more than half. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. um, archival is a lot easier and more interesting when we're telling the story of people, not the story of a game, which is uh, the important part to me. Yeah, so hell, I, yeah. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
Last but not least, is this one fun? No. <laughs> I don't know. We're just talking about we're just talking about Guy Fieri, right? Nah, I'm out. No. Yeah. yeah no. This is great. No. This is this is great. I love this. Yeah. This yeah. was, del- this was incredibly delightfully fun. Hell yeah. Well, Jeff, thank you for helping us uh, find our way to Flavortown. I'm sorry that we're trapped here forever inside this robot. At least we get to uh, tweet cryptically. That's pretty great. Um, I'm excited. It's. I bet someone on the Tumblr staff is very angry that they're listening to me. And every time I refer to making a post, I say the word tweet. (laughs) 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 My my bad, Tumblr staff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But thank you for helping us. Uh, Before we get going, do you have any... uh, the, b- b- behind the scenes, uh, it's only been a couple days since the last time we recorded our episode. Do you have any other recommendations that you've come across since the last time we recorded that you want to share with people? Um, gosh, um, I fucking had one and I forgot it over the course of us recording. I this also episode. had one and forgot <laughs> it. I'll let you all think for a minute. I'll get to my recommendation. Yep. Um, one so. Uh, people that watch me on stream and know me know that I like uh, hardcore Nuzlocke runs of Pokemon uh, and playing interesting ROM hacks of Pokemon games. Um, one of my new favorites and big obsessions has been uh, the hard mode ROM hack of Volt White or of, of White Two. Uh, Dreano has put out a ROM hack called Volt White Two Redux which is a challenge mode of Pokemon White 2. They do Blaze Black and Volt White, I think are the the two names. Um, But they have the newest versions of these ROM hacks that are out. Um, The 1.2 release is out recently, which removed a thing from the early game that I think was an unintentional speed bump. Uh, And if you want a hardcore Nuzlocke run to play of a Pokemon game, these are the way to go. the pitch that I would give is that this is uh, Pokemon Black and White 2, except there's a wider variety of Pokemon that you get in the early game. Uh, and all of the Pokemon are pitched up to be more viable and better to use in actually playing through the game. Uh, no Pokemon feels useless like they used to uh, in some early Pokemon. Mm. The flip side of that is all of the battles are harder and use actual Ooh. strategies. Okay. Okay. And so this is a, it is a, they, they do, uh, they, they run a good line of we've made a Pokemon game that is hard and challenging, but they did it by making the Pokemon interesting and difficult to play with and against rather than just doing the, we've cranked up the levels and given them stronger moves. Um, the game itself is harder, but you have tools to play with in trying to take on this challenge as well which is something a lot of ROM hacks lose, I think. Um, but yeah, this is it's a really good ROM hack and difficult challenge mode for a Pokemon game. If you want a challenging Pokemon experience, this is the one I would recommend. Okay, all right. Nice. I, I, I think someone else I know started playing that one recently, and I've, I've heard only good things about it. <laughs> yeah, they are hard. Uh, I put in 13 attempts at, uh, at fighting the 1.1 1. 1, uh, challenge and I only made it past the third gym leader once uh, for an, a Nuzlocke where if I lose Pokemon I they're considered gone and I, I lose um, 
It is a very challenging game, but in a very good, fun way. Uh, yeah, that's my recommendation. Check out nice. Volt White 2. I think I have one. <laughs> uh, it, it occurs to me, now that it's updating again, I have never recommended Scoob and Shag, my favorite webcomic, on this podcast. <laughs> and so I'm doing it now. <laughs> Everyone fucking reads Scoob and Shag. What this is, is not a joke. What is Scoob and Shag? Scoob and Shag is a comic on Webtoons that starts as a kind of like lol random gag comic about Scooby and Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, obviously, and rapidly devolves into what I think is one of the best currently running webcomics today. Um, Okay. You... (laughs) It's very hard for me to, like, say things about it because the experience of, like, it shifting very rapidly from kind of, like, a stupid gag comic into, like, holy shit, what, like, this is the coolest thing in the world is part of the experience of reading it, but it... It becomes kind of, like, a shonen manga with, like, horror elements and okay. it has this like wonderfully complex story that is about like it's like partially a space opera and it has like a faction war and like questions of about like identity and like betrayal of friends and it's like genuinely the one webcomic that like when I hear it updated I will like drop everything and go read it immediately um the art is gorgeous it is incredible the entire thing as you may assume is like the the whole cast is like children's cartoon characters <laughs> so it's like a it's really good <laughs> is this like a horror shonen version of mr boop kind of okay uh for anyone that doesn't know jeff i don't know if you know mr boop it's a uh, webcomic about a guy who's very excited to be married to betty boop oh yeah i know i know this one yes okay okay yeah it's it's very much like if you enjoy interstitial you will like scoop and shag (laughs) that's what i will say Okay, cool. <laughs> I got I got Riley to start reading it because I was like, Riley, this is like the kind of thing that you would make in like another <laughs> universe. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, I have uh, found my recommendation. I've been I've been spinning in my chair, looking at things in my room that I might recommend that would fit the vibe, and I found a thing that I think uh, is a thing that I would recommend. All right, what you got for us? If you like uh, stories that have like a little bit of an ARGE flair to them, and uh, but are also but are like winding and play with form in interesting ways, and also kind of get existential and meta in the way that the Flavor Town ARG did. Um, hello, it is me, and I would like to tell you the good word of a seven-issue maxi series called Seven Soldiers. What is Seven Soldiers? Um, Seven Soldiers is a comic book uh, series. It was a comic book event written by Grant Morrison in the, I want to say, early 2010s, maybe? Uh, I'm, lo- I'm going to look up exactly when it came out. But it was a uh, comic book maxi series written by Grant Morrison that was a 2005-2006 series that was published as 
seven interrelated miniseries of, of three issues apiece. So it was seven different comic books, each that ran for three issues, that told one continuous story back-ended by one issue at the very beginning and one issue at the very end. The premise is they are, the seven soldiers are a seven-person superhero team that because of, uh, because of the destiny, like a, a faded curse that an extra-dimensional army from the future that is also the, the, also the army of Morgan Le Fay that destroyed the kingdom of Camelot will destroy any team of seven people that gets together and becomes, uh, heroic and powerful enough. Um, they okay. are, they cannot, they are bound by the fact that they cannot actually meet and become a team. So, like, they magically, their fates are intertwined and they work together to stop this alien invasion, but they do so without ever, like, meeting and without ever meeting and, and becoming a team. Because if these seven people were to get into a room and say, we're going to fight this together, they would be wiped out in an instant. So instead, what you do is you follow seven different superhero stories, each as they take on one element of this alien invasion uh, hmm. that, that goes from King Arthur's Camelot to the distant future. Um, it's great. It's got a bunch of characters that I like. It's got Zatanna. It's got Mr. Miracle. It has DC's Frankenstein, which they rebooted to just straight up be Hellboy, and it rules. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> it's very good and cool, and it gets really, like, weird and existential because it's a Grant Morrison comic. It, like, it does a lot of weird and interesting things, and I love it a lot. I'm looking at the list now. They've got Guardian. They've got Shining Knight, Mister Miracle. These are a bunch of my favorite C-list superheroes. If they're all yeah. They're all like weird C-list characters, and most of them are like new versions of those characters. Uh, shine the Shining Knight that starts in this book becomes the 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 gender queer Shining Knight that shows up in the New Fifty Two. Hell yeah! Oh uh, uh, God, what is the name of the book that? that they show up in in the new 52 it's the it's the weird uh new 52 demon knights it's the one that's like a middle ages justice league it's cool it's just great <laughs> it's uh it's a great bunch of characters it also kind of serves as a like grant morrison's wrap-up slash reboot of the fourth world mythology it does a lot of weird things uh and it doesn't like succeed at all of them but it's ambitious and sometimes that's better than successful Hundred percent. Nice. That honestly, ambition being better than success is the ARG yeah, tagline. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah, that sounds great. Uh, well, I think that's gonna do it for us. So, uh, Jeff, do you want to let us know who you've been and where people can find you? Sure. I am Jeff Stormer. I am a podcaster, game designer, and the unofficial official LARP designer of the Olive Garden Restaurant. You can find all of my work at jeffstormer.com, and you can find me on Twitter at Party of One Pod. And what podcast do you do? I'm going to pull this out of you like teeth. I am the host of Party of One. It is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Um, you can find that at partyofonepodcast.com. Uh, Marn has been a guest, and also we played several of Marn's games at the same time on an episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Andrew is banned from the show because I hate him um yeah <laughs> uh i'm also the co-host of all my fantasy children which is a character creation storytelling and world building podcast focused on uh character creation and role-playing games so me and my best friend Aaron katano saez we take listener submitted prompts and we spin them into fantasy characters 
making up a shared universe as we go along. Hell yeah. Uh, that sounds great. Uh, and if you want to get a hold of us, you can find uh, us, the Argonauts, on Twitter. We are together at Argonauts Pod. Otherwise, you can find us separately. I am at co-host Sherms. I am at Corp Survivors. And you, if you want to get in touch with us a bit longer than a tweet, you can do so. Our email is argonautspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, beyond that, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com. That's P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com if you want to make Martin's mistakes. Otherwise, you can go to Patreon and search for The Argonauts Podcast and you'll find us there. Uh, beyond that, you can support us by going to twitch.tv slash moonshot network. Uh, we stream a lot. Uh, I stream a lot, especially. Uh, Sundays, you can catch me doing uh, the Sunday sleepover with my wife where we play uh, Pokemon games while getting comfy in pajamas. Uh, otherwise, Riley and I stream on Thursdays doing tactical stuff. Probably just uh, a lot of uh, Phantom Brigade for a while, getting robots together and smashing them to bits. So yeah, follow us on Twitter if you want to or on follow us on Twitch if you want to get a hold of that. Uh, and until next time, well, that's Args, baby. that umeboshi baby chew it slowly done quit your fancy asmr dreaming and wake up what we're back who's back okashina podcast anime with friends of course oh never heard of it i have who Who are are you you? i'm victoria i'm joining okashina podcast as the third chair Nani! Would everyone stop screaming? Well, I'm glad you asked. Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends is a podcast in which two childhood besties, me, Sabrina, and you, Don, and you, Victoria, watch anime together and then discuss what we watched with restrained delight. That's three people. Mm, sounds boring. I'm going back to bed. You can't! You'll miss all the weird, wild, under-the-radar anime we cover. I never agreed to this. It's fun! Check us out on the Moonshot Podcast Network. Insert joke. <laughs>